Okay, welcome to the uh, I Will Come to Fight podcast. I like it. Um, with, uh, with Jack Benyon, a mutual Bainan. friend. Bainan. Every time. Let's try that again. Everyone does it. I used to keep do it, it rolling. The fight. It's good. Yeah, keep yeah. it rolling. Okay. Um, welcome to the I Will Come to Fight podcast with Jack Bainan. Um, a mutual Nerd. friend of ours apparently calls him T800. The T800. The T800. Um, you're making me look like an amateur, but let's go. This is second second episode. Um, he's asked me not to let him introduce himself. So, Jack Bainan from Coventry. You're too shy. He's too shy. Um, training at Lions for five or six years now. On and off. On and off. Um, same. <laughs> he's 24 years old. Uh, he has a Sanchao hybrid fight record of 1-0 which is the knockout in the first round. That's a sick fight, by the way. If you guys want to watch that, I'll link that down below uh, in the YouTube comments. Uh, YouTube comments, YouTube I had a very bad haircut in that, so ignore the hair. I never knew you had a, a, a long haircut. It was a top knot, and then my missus braided it all back, and then it just came. I was like, it's too tight. And then I was like, just just don't do it, it's tight. And then, uh, yeah, it came out straight away, so I looked like I had a mullet for the whole fight. Oh, I thought it was cool. I liked it. I take it. Turn that up. Um, Jiu-jitsu record, six and one. Pretty good record. Yeah, I don't fuck about. No. Is that Nogi and Gi? Uh, that was Nogi. Nogi. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, blue belt under James the Lionheart Dixon. Oh, yeah. Uh, who gave you, Who actually put the belt on you? Was it James? James. Yeah, James, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, amateur record in MMA of 0 and 1. Boo. Get in the bin. Split decision. <laughs> uh, strongly disagree. Strongly disagree with that. That decision. Um, yeah, have I missed anything? N no. No, I think... I'm pretty badass. So you are. You, you're fucking you know sick I mean? and, and owner of... Um, <laughs> proud wearer of many new... Fresh uh, tattoos. Fresh tattoos. What, what style of tattoo is that? What, what? What style of tattoo is that? Traditional. traditional it's American I'm, traditional. Yeah, yeah, American yeah. traditional. So, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't go with anything else. As soon as I decided exactly what style I wanted, I'm not deviating at all, so... Have my ribs done on Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah. Got a tiger on my ribs. It's pretty minging at the moment, so that hurts. How you feeling, Jack? Hmm. How you feeling? I'm good. Why? You good? I'm just asking. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. Do yeah. I seem alright? Yeah, you seem alright. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. How right. you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's cool. Thank you for doing this. I really I'm appreciate excited. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Uh, so uh, on Sunday we. Um, was it Sunday? I think it was Sunday. Yeah, we went to paintballing. Uh, yes. Are you healed up from paintballing? So fucking good. Yeah. No, I'm no, not. Not healed? <laughs> no, I think I've fucked my shoulder. <laughs> How do you fuck your shoulder in paintballing? Uh, diving for that bomb in the middle. You know the bomb? Dive? Oh, the... Uh, the bomb thing? Sorry, am I... No, that's me. Um, there was the bomb in the middle. They had to press the button to get, like, points or something or something like that. And not going to be like, nobody on my team was doing it, but I think everybody else was preoccupied with shooting each other. And I was like, I'm going to win this game. Play the objective. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cod I, style. I preferred that. Yeah. I, I preferred that, that game to uh, just a death match. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah. There's something to do it's rather an objective. than just... objective, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And rules. you could work together. And exactly. I like working together. Yeah, I mean, so, so for, uh, we were on opposite teams, but for our team, we had... You know, like your um, not snipers because it was all the same gun, but we mm. had your sort of people in the barracks and just mm -hmm. like cover. You had your sort of people going and like trying murder. to go over enemy lines and go murder people, and then you had your runners, which were <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. It was game. fun. Yeah. It was really fun. That um, was good. But I dived too hard into that bomb because I was when I've been paintballing before in the past, I've been lit up and it's hurt. But that was like when I was younger. So this time it didn't actually. I didn't find it that painful. 
Mm. Um, so like diving for the bomb, I got way too excited. Previously dislocated shoulder, so I think I just tweaked it a little. Um, but I think we've all come away with some sort of injury. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> Your um, hand. My hands, gloves are a ne- like necessity yeah, next yeah, time yeah. we go. I'm lucky. I didn't get any hands. I got one on the neck. Yeah. That hurt pretty bad, but... Yeah, yeah. neck's bad. Um, yeah. The face, I actually found, you know how Head. like... The, yeah. Head hurt. Lee got uh, hit in the yes, head pretty bad. that was like, bad, yeah. That, that, he, uh, he got knocked down. He was my that. bomb nemesis, because he... Right. I didn't realise, when I was sprinting about... So also, sprained ankle... And, you know, what adrenaline's like. So I was like, fuck it, let's go for it. I would sprint about, I'd say, 10 metres from where I was, like, hidden. And I was like, cover me. And I'd, like, run out, dive on the bomb, press the button. There we go, run back out. I was like, yes, nailed it. Turn around, and it was on the the other light was flashing again. I was like, the hell? Happened, like, four or five times. Yeah, There's a cat. Four or five times. And uh, after... Lee was hidden behind the container right next to the bomb. And he was just, as soon as I pressed it, he'd just pop out and press it. But I was like sprinting back because I was getting peppered by, uh, by yeah, by paintballs. So <laughs> It was a fun time, though. It was really good. It was really good. We had some good teamwork. Me, Migron and uh, James sprinting at people like madmen just... I'm going to go deal with that. What's that, the cat? There. We'll edit that. Yeah. Um, that's the famous cat. This, this podcast is a cat. Oh, is this... She get it on the table at the start. <laughs> am, I, am I doing all right, though? You're doing good. You're is this good? good? That's all right. So, Hello. seem a bit skinny. Was this a young one? No, it's, it's like... It looks really four. small. Yeah, he's the runner, isn't it? He's, he got a lot bigger. He got a lot bigger than he was. Come on. I'm yeah. not very good with cats, really. You're not good with cats. No, I don't know why. Come on, no, come on. Motherfucker. That's why. They don't do what you want. It's like, I'm out again, bitch. <laughs> Number one bullshit. Smash you. Smash. They're clever though. Cats are clever. But that's why they're not obedient, right? They're like, I'm cleverer than you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that is true though, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas dogs like, okay, where are we going, dad? Whereas yeah, the yeah. cat's like, fuck you, you dumb piece of meat. Yeah, it's there's the old <laughs> thing of uh dogs worship their owners. And, yes. And owners <laughs> worship their cats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, For sure. Anyway, yeah. So um let's sort of dive into your um your history. Sports-wise. Oh, okay. it's deep. Yeah, that is deep. Pretty much an athlete. You are. You are. <laughs> no if, if I could design an athlete. Oh, you like go with me. WWE, create a character. Oh, I like it. Yeah. yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're the default. Nice. But like out of all the six, seven like default characters, you're the one I'd pick. Oh, my guy. <laughs> you so, know what? As Talking about creating characters on games, I do feel like at my present moment in life, I'm progressing to what I would have liked to have built all them times as a young kid when I've been building characters on various games. This is probably the first time in my life that I've been like, right, I'm getting there now. In terms of physical attributes. Yeah, and just, no, just all-round attributes, really. Just, yeah, all-round, really. Like, whether that's tattoos and um, having a fight and da-da-da and completing goals. I think that's the game, right? That's that's, that's what you got to do. I mean, we're very privileged in the sense that we get to do that, but Mm. um, choose what you want to do and... 
and go and do it, as, yeah. as Conor McGregor once famously said. Um, that's really cool. I, I, uh, yeah, it's really cool that you say that. Yeah, but, um, um, I started swimming. Yeah. That was where I started. Um, I don't really know why they just kept... I think my parents just didn't like me that much, and they're just like, go on, off you go, swimming. And I just kept going to swimming. Um, how, how old were you? Uh, yes, years old. I was young, like just as soon as I learned to swim, I just kept right. going. So literally once I got my like 10 metres up to 100 metres, um, I think probably someone was like, oh, just keep swimming, but in the club. And then I swam in the club. So I did, I swam for Lutterworth, Enderby, um, Leicester. Um, yeah, it was full on. It was like every night, two mornings. It was intense for like a kid. schedule. Yeah, and then when I moved schools I had a mate that I moved to Leicester and I had a mate and he was into Leicester Tigers and I and I was like what is this weird actually no somebody tried my dad tried to make me play rugby at one point right and I was like kicking and screaming I didn't want to go in because I wasn't wearing the right clothes <laughs> I thought I wasn't wearing the right clothes I saw everybody else running out of rugby tops on I was like I'm not getting out of the car I'm not, oh, wow. I don't look right I was like freaking out I remember it really well don't know why really really weird memory um, but then, uh, yeah, so I went to school in Leicester and uh, started playing rugby. And then I just was like, swimming's boring. Because all you do is like, swim up and down 3,600 metres a night. And it was just like, ugh, I couldn't think of anything worse by the end of like swimming. As, as good as it was for me physically, I think it gave me like a good aerobic base to the point where, not even an aerobic base, because obviously you can lose your like capacity pretty quick. But, like, my ability to just to keep going and going, like, even when I'm tired, just just keep going. Just you gave me that mentality. Yeah, because you'd just be doing length, length, length all night, it felt like. Um, but, yeah, then then started playing rugby, uh, played for Leicester Vipers, played for Leamington, played for Harbury, uh, played for my school. At quite, like, my school was intense with the rugby. We were big on rugby. I played rugby in South Africa with them. We oh, went wow. On, yeah, we went on tour in South Africa. That was amazing. Um, but I never fully achieved what I wanted to achieve in rugby. Um, so one one of the interesting things, uh, I watched an interview with you. I think it was the, the Golden um, Golden Ticket Fight Promotions interview. Mm-hmm. You said um, you, even when playing rugby, wanted to be the best that you could be. Mm-hmm. Um, how... Obviously, you were a lot younger at the time. Mm-hmm. How do you think that that manifested itself in terms of rugby? What were you doing that was was different from everyone else? Uh, or what? Why did I want to be the best? Or no, no, no. I mean, I think everyone wants to be the best in, yeah. in what they do, um, or at least the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. But uh, what was it that you were doing as an athlete at that age that, at least, you thought at the time separated you from the crowd? It has to be working. Like I just even then, like it's always. If somebody was like, "What?" Well, like I'd like to think somebody was like, "What's Jack's like main strength?" I would say like my ability to just to work, and like I was never like physically stronger than anybody in rugby. I was never faster. I was never a better tackler. I was never better running with the ball. Uh, nothing like that. But I think just the ability to go right. This is the job that I've got to do. I'm going to do it to my best ability, no matter what. So I just keep going and going. So like I, because I wasn't the best with the ball or tackling at, at a certain point. I like to think I got better as I got older. Um, I just outwork everyone. Just be like, right, I'm going to that rook, and then I'm sprinting to that rook. Rooks are like where the where the ball breaks down, um, and guys like wrestle each other on top. Um, I just outwork people to there. So I, I remember one coach told me that 
when I came on, I was able to change the game because a lot of kids would want the ball, whereas my objective, because I wasn't that good with the ball, my objective went to capture the ball every time. So I'd go around working for the ball. So that would allow the players that were good with the ball to shine through a bit more, I guess. I think, um, as a, you know, I mean, I grew up in a rugby family. I played rugby for probably mm-hmm. 10 to 12 years on nice. Um You know, and it's, I mean, did you, did you ever play at the adult level? No, Colts, finished Colts, at Colts. finished at Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even at Colts, um, I think that level of strategy, especially for some of the teams that you've listed that you played for, mm. uh, is necessary. I, mm. I don't, I, you yeah. know, you, you're talking about knowing what you're good at and knowing what your role is on the pitch mm. and going and doing that role. Yeah. Um, also, that, that maybe that little ego kick of saying that motherfucker's not going to get there before me. Yeah. Like, it's going to yeah. be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah that which important. even in a team sport is is, is so important. Mm. James talked last week about how team sports weren't for him because, you know, they would lose and it wasn't necessarily his his fault. Mm. But it really, in a team sport, every single person, every single person matters. Yeah, I, I never felt like that in a game. I never felt like my my individual performance would affect or even if even if I had a really good game and we we lost I wouldn't be like I don't know what I'm saying I don't even know what I'm getting at Um, I don't know I never thought about rugby in that way Um, did you think of rugby as your performance or the team's performance team always team always the team always always I didn't I'd rip myself apart after games what I could do better but I would never be like oh such and such is crap or da 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 or I'd be like yeah, that was it. it was so, just... so it's praise the team, but stay critical of yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think that's probably the best mm. best way to go mm. forward yeah. when working with other people. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. And help each other. Do yeah. you know what I mean? That's so important. Did you do a lot? I tried to. I'd always be talking. I'd always be talking to people on the pitch. When I played, my, the best team I played for was my school, but I never played my best rugby with the school. I think I was intimidated Interesting. by... The, the size of the school, um, how how much importance was put, placed on rugby. We were going to South Africa. Do you know what I mean? We were going to play South Africa. Yeah. We played townships. We played like, there are posh schools in this country, but I'd never seen some of the schools in South Africa. It was unreal. I played facing Table Mountain. The pitch was lit, the, the backdrop, this backdrop was Table Mountain. You know, the flat top one. Yeah. It was insane. It was insane. And all of the South Africans wanted to kill us. This was with school or with club? This was the school. School. But you say you preferred club rugby. I did prefer club rugby. I think every rugby purist, if you like, Mm. prefers club rugby. It's a laugh. Everybody would go drinking. There's a better environment. Yeah, definitely. You know, my brother, uh, you know, my brother's played both. I, Mm. you know, he still plays. Um, I played both. Uh, Cal and my housemate whom you just met he, mm-hmm. he played both everyone that I speak to about club versus school rugby agrees that club rugby is a much nicer yeah. friendlier environment yeah yeah, um, yeah. I, d- I just think you have to be dedicated not even necessarily dedicated but you have to be dedicated to the culture of the, mm. the sport mm. to go and play club rugby because assholes just don't I do think it. when you're at school you've got a bunch of knobheads in your class and you've got a bunch of your best mates. So when you play in a team, it's like everybody's kind of clashing. Like that guy that you hated, suddenly you're on the team and they're like your best mate. Yes. So it's like this weird thing that's It's a weird on. dynamic, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I and know. I don't know. I feel like stuff always follows you from, 
from classroom and, yeah, and exactly. other sports as well. Exactly. For example, like I wasn't good at football mm. and people mm. people were aware of that even when I was on the rugby pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but that made you... Do you feel like you, you developed... I didn't succeed what I wanted to succeed. What did you want to achieve? At one point, which I think is a bit deluded now, delusional now, I wanted to be pro. I was like, I want to be a professional rugby player. That's what I wanted to do at one point. Um, And I was like in the gym every day at lunch. I didn't go to lunch. I didn't need lunch. I was working out. I was eating absolutely loads of food because rugby is all about being as big as possible. And at one point I was 16 uh, kilos, Mm -hmm. 16 stone. So what's that, like 100 kilos at 16 years old? Yeah. So I was pretty big for that age, and I was just getting bigger, um, and I was just trying to be the best rugby player. Was that was that muscle, or do you feel bit like... Bit of both. Bit of both. Bit of both. I've lost a lot of muscle. I was I was lifting more then than I can lift now, um, weight-wise. So, yeah, I was... But when I lost, when I started fighting, I was like, oh, I've got to lose a bit of weight, or I'm going to be facing some roid heads at heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting. You you do a lot of you do a lot of lifting mm. in your re- training routine. Mm. Um, do you feel that that transfers to fighting? Yes, or is it because I also know that you enjoy it? You get a lot out of it personally. Yeah, it has its strengths and weaknesses. I'm stronger than most guys my weight. Like, I mean, I lifted CJ over my head. Yeah. So, I thought when we got in there, I thought, oh, he feels really heavy. Um, and then when I w- w- watched it back, I was like, he was like on me like grabbing hold hard and I was like okay that's why uh, but then when I lifted him over my head I was like well it's because I'm stronger do you know what I mean like I had to be to do that you don't see that often in like MMA much do you know what I mean so I'm not saying I'm like special I could do I'm like super strong or anything but I think I'm strong for the weight class so. which which weight class is this lightweight lightweight so, so that's the same weight that, that, that James fights at mm. normally mm. and he's strong he's yeah he's so strong do you feel like you're in the same division I mean, because I wouldn't have guessed it. James has got. There's a thing. Going back to rugby, when I met professional rugby players, there's something about from the age between the ages of about 21 and 30, you become like there's like a transition from being a strong person to developing like a man strength. Yeah. And James has got that man strength. You feel like you don't. Not yet. Not yet. He. You look at James. He's dense. Do you know what I mean? He's very dense. I'm not so dense as he is. Um, but I think I will be, you know what I mean? I will be. I mean, we, I wrestled with him in Wolverhampton, um, and I didn't feel like I was a million miles away strength wise. He's definitely stronger than me, but I didn't feel like, um, he'd pick me up and chuck me out of the room. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, strength wise is, it's good. So how much weight were you, were you cutting for that fight? In waterway, it was about four kilos, four or five kilos. But it was like, it got a bit messy because about two weeks out, I was 78 kilos. And maybe, I, might, I can't even remember that well, but maybe a week out, I was about 78. So I was panicking a bit, um, water loading, because that's intense. I didn't realise how much water I'd have to drink. Nine litres in a day was not what I was thinking. And my job, I'm driving around all the time. So I was planning my days with 20-minute intervals to the toilet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... About it was easy the water cut to be fair. I was really worried because obviously I'd seen James's water cuts, um, like footage of that, and then obviously hearing how much he's cut, I was like, oh god, I'm gonna die. James ain't gonna let me leave. <laughs> and then in the bath, I was in the bath for twenty minutes, 
um, then in the bags for 40 minutes, like on the floor, pillows and towels and all the shenanigans. And that was all right. That was like easy. Like I, I found it easy, to be fair. The, the bit that I didn't like was two hours before the weigh-in. I was angry. I was really angry because I was really freaking hungry. <laughs> but before, 24 hours before, being hungry was all right. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, it's just 24 hours. I can get I can get through that, but then like two hours to go, I was like, mm, I'm gonna kill someone. <laughs> Did you feel angry um, stepping up to the to the the, the face offs? In the face off, nah, not really. Um, he said something to me. I can't really remember what he said. Um, he was like trying to be funny. He was like smiling. He, he's a nice guy. I liked CJ. He was nice. Um, but yeah, I was a little bit angry, but nothing major. Nothing major. Yeah. Um, so you finished rugby at 18? Yeah, around there. Yeah, around there, around there. When, what, how old were you when you started at Lions? Because by my count, you must have been 18 or 19. Yeah, it was somewhere around there. That's where it gets a bit blurry. Was there ever a crossover point? No. No, because no, I, I, I injured my knee. I did, I've still got like, it still actually gives me pain today. Um, probably did something bad, but I don't know. At that point, I thought, oh, I'm just going to have some time off and not do anything. And that's when I started playing a lot of Xbox and just chilling out, not really doing much. Um, that was probably the only time. I was still training. I was still doing, like, weights because I just like weights. Um, but then uh, I was on a building site, building in uh, rugby. And um, I'd finished pretty early because builders don't like to work that much. <laughs> uh, I'd go home and just chill on Xbox. And uh, one day I just blasted in an old UFC game. Yeah, so uh, if I'm... Correct. Yeah, this man. is it, right? UFC undisputed. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I'm a personal fan of Brock Lesnar yeah, for cool. obvious reasons. He's a cool motherfucker. Yeah. Scary dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just playing that. And I, I had a few, actually. I had a few MMA games. I had that one, and then I had um, probably actually just two. Uh, MMA EA. Oh, so that's... is that That was newer. Okay. And I think I got that. And then I like flicked over to this as I was playing that. Um, is it? Uh... No, it's yeah. MMA. Type in MMA for sure. Yes, this that game. One. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. this is a great game. You should check this game out. This is a really good game. So uh... um, the customization in this, tell you. <laughs> Good, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's got like Strike Force in it, and, and like it's not Pride, but it's like Pride, and it's yeah. got a lot of the old old fighters. You know what I mean? Like uh, Nick Diaz is on there. Yeah, Fadel's in. It. Bobby uh, Lashley's on there. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's Cause he, cause on he, there. Uh, I mean, he fought in a few organizations, but he yeah. was with um, uh, Dan Lambert at American mm. Top Team. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he fought in Bellator, I believe, once or twice. Did he? Yeah, he okay. was he was the reigning defending TNA heavyweight champion at the same time as fighting in Bellator. <laughs> Um, awesome. I love it when uh, <laughs> when MMA organizations go. Oh, he's a pro wrestling champ. Yeah, like uh, let's 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 have him on our fight card. I mean, he's a specimen. Oh yeah, I'd almost say more than Brock. Well, they've been setting. Uh, although Brock's a free agent at the minute, the WWE have been setting up uh, Lashley and Brock for a long time. That would be good. Like no, but this is in a in a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah, that would be but, good. But basically, if that. you see what they did with. Um, Velasquez when Velasquez switched over to yes. pro wrestling yeah, yeah. and they, they made it like what they call a work shoot right. so um, it's still obviously scripted it's fake yeah. but uh, it looks like an MMA fight a bit more uh, um, 
meat on the bone. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I kind of like that. There's yeah, a, there yeah, are organizations, like um, GCW, Bloodsport, you know, Josh Barnett. Mm-hmm. So Josh Barnett is a pro wrestler as well. Okay. Uh, he actually trains pro wrestlers now, um, including people like Shayna Baszler, who used to be in the Four Horsewomen of the UFC. Right. Um, and uh, jo- Josh Barnett runs uh, Bloodsport, which is a, a, a brand of a wrestling company called GCW. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, their whole thing is work shoots. So it's all... Okay. MMA slash wrestling guys, so like wrestlers so it's who a train bit more in MMA, intense. and it looks like a jujitsu roll with strikes, you okay, know, okay, or it looks like cool. an MMA fight. That's cool, um, and it's it's really interesting. to I watch. like the sound of that. See, I'd be down for that. Yeah. I just WWE's too Hollywood for me, to be honest. See, I this That's is what I love about pro wrestling is there is so much variety in it. Yeah, that um, even in like um, Ring of Honor, for example, it's not as Hollywood. There are the characters, mm. but it's not as Hollywood, but it's not a worked shoot. There's still your, you know, rolling about and flips and shit like mm-hmm. that. But there's a lot of holds. There's a lot of um, just intricate, like changing positions. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Yeah, no, it's um, super interesting. Uh, I would, yeah, I'll uh, send you a link to uh, the GCW Bloodsport. Yeah, sounds quite fun. Um, yeah, no. So you were you were playing these MMA games, mm-hmm. and um, what what was the the deciding factor? What I was playing the campaign. I remember it really well because I was like, I, where I sat, I sat at the end of my bed. And there's a mirror in front of me. And I'm like playing. And every time I'd win, I'd like get proper excited. I'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like giving it some in the mirror. And I'd be like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm shadow boxing if you're just listening. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's shadow boxing really well. Like he's got uppercuts for days. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I was like, I could do this. I could, I could give this a go. And then I remember looking online. Uh, so actually, we could probably nail the exact date of when I started training because it was before Chad Mendes fight. Which fight? With McGregor. McGregor. That, that was, I typed in MMA da, 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 and obviously he was the first thing that came up. Um, so I started training just as I think the Aldo fight just broke. Like that one just went, that one just, uh, what's it? What's the word? Fell, Fell through. through. Yeah. And then I started training. So uh, we're looking 12th of July, 2015. Yeah. There you go. You, so uh, you saw that fight. I was pretty... I just started at that point. Just I think started. I just started. Because I remember having my mates round to watch uh, McGregor... What was his next fight? Oh, was it Aldo? Yeah, it was Aldo. I think it was yeah. Aldo. Yeah, it would have been It would have been that. We had, I had all my mates round and we almost had a fight in my house. Because obviously I was Billy Big Bollocks thinking I was... Everybody does MMA this. Fighter Everyone does it. Like, because <laughs> yeah. you do one week of jiu-jitsu and you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. come at me, bro. I'm the man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, that was some, some time around there. You start with jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day at Lions Gym. Gee? Huh? Gee? Yeah, yeah, I did Gee. Yeah, Who yeah. was coaching at the time? James. James, yeah, yeah. James Blue Belt. Purple Belt. Purple Belt. Purple Belt. Yeah, the wall was still there in Lions. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was good. It was good. That was a really interesting setup for the gym at the time. Because obviously mm. it was an MMA gym, mm. but they had your cardio, they had your weights, they yeah, had everything. Yeah. And it almost felt like it was like back room sort of. It was very yeah. um, fight club. It was um, very fight club. I, uh, yeah. I had some very, I've had the hardest spars in my life <laughs> in, in that, that room, room. Yeah. <laughs> at that time, yeah. which was stupid because I wasn't even like fighting at all at that point. And uh, I'm allowed to throw names down, aren't I? Yeah. Marius, you motherfucker. I remember. He's a fucking bastard. No, I love him. He's a great guy, but he put me down. I remember one time, so I I went off training for a bit, and then I came back. Because um, I was like in between starting working and then training. And um, I didn't really want to work at all. 
I don't. I, I still don't really want to work, to be honest. I want to fight. I want to train and fight, and that is it. I just love training. Um, so at that time, I was really adamant I didn't want to work. Now I'm a bit more like, okay, you know, I want stuff. You see the um, benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like in and out of the gym because I was like, oh, I need to work, da-da-da, and I was going back and forth, back and forth. And at one point I came back and Marius was in there and he obviously ironed me up like a prime piece of steak that he was going to eat. This is getting a bit weird. Um, yeah, where are you going with this, Jack? He just nailed me, um, put me down, body shot. And I remember uh, this was actually probably one of the first times that I thought, yeah, this is probably the place to be. These are the right people to be around. James then came on and put it on Marius. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. put... Um, yeah, I knew at that point I was like, okay, these are good people. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, I mean, safe hands. So yeah, I think that was actually after my first fight, and I I had time off and then came back. So after yeah. you, so I think this was like after the kickboxing. What yeah. is it called? Yeah, Sanchao. Sanchao. Yeah, the hybrid fight. Yeah, hybrid fight. Um, so did you you started jujitsu? Did did you start Muay Thai? I know that you got into boxing more recently, but recently, Muay, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I did. Uh, when I started, I started doing mostly with James, to be honest. I didn't really do Sonny's classes. Right. He was funny with me, to be honest. Um, nice guy, but I don't know. I don't know. Bit funny with me. There are Sonny, like, I, I've never met Sonny, so I'm not going to, like, yeah. you know, diss. He's, he but was, uh, he was there are nice definitely guy. Sonny people and not Sonny people. He was a nice guy, but I think, I don't know. He was just a bit strange. So. Well, sometimes he was a bit karate. Him. He was a bit yeah. karate kid, and it was like. This is MMA, mate. You know, well, this is what well, he was there to teach Thai. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It wasn't Thai. It was wasn't. Thai. It was more like Dutch kickboxing meets karate. Right. Um, that's what it was, and everyone had belts and shit. You know what I mean? It was like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. At one point, um, but then like Jimmy was there and Andre were there. Like I think they alternated a week or they did I at think, the time. Yeah. You know what? I think at one point I might be going mad. I'm pretty sure at one point Jimmy had like Tuesday and Andre had Thursday. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong. But I remember one point it was very intense and I thought I was going to die every weekend um, because the training was just crazy. I was doing like three hours a night, back-to-back sessions. I'd do the gi with James. Jimmy would come in. I'd do Jimmy's wrestling sessions and then I'd do Jimmy's striking classes. Like, that's a lot in one night. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I remember um, in my second year of uni that was still running three sessions a night. Back to back to back, mm. um, and you could get in there for open mat beforehand. You could do yeah. that for a, an yeah. hour before, um, and then you know maybe you might get twenty minutes, half an hour of sparring afterwards. Mm. Um, and if you'd also trained in the morning because there were morning classes at the time, mm. or you'd lifted weights, you could easily get six hours of training in mm. just at Lions yeah, on a single yeah. day, and you could still do that for sure. But the day isn't set up for you to do that. The no. day is set up for you to be there every day for two or three hours a day. I, f- I think. What I learned this camp was being more... Me and James were talking about this. We were talking about somebody that did it. Not to this extent. I wouldn't do it to this extent. But I think he was talking about GSP training with this guy. And the guy was really good. I can't remember who it was. James will have to tell tell me at some point. Um, The guy would train one hour a day and say, I'd rather have one good hour than three okay hours of training. And that stuck with me for this one because... I was like adamant that I train every day, da, 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 da. but then you just get injured, you pick up little, and then the next session's crap. So, um, yeah. I think, in summary, and I always go back to this, I mentioned it last week, um, the Danaher sort of 
idea is that he's never, you know, Danaher's a genius when it comes to training and mm. stuff like that. Not about keeping a team together. Not about keeping a team together. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he, he basically said there's no, he's never seen a particular training regimen or, or strength and conditioning or anything like that. No. That works for, you know, that is undeniably better than another and we're all different right and we're all different and different at different points in our training schedule like camp is different from just training generally yeah um like i'm trying to do as much as possible at the minute but Mm -hmm. if you said to me do more if you said to me you know going to fight camp do less Mm -hmm. you know i'd i'd take it into consideration but also i want to i want even in 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 preparation for a a competition Mm -hmm. you want to keep it so that you want to be there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's, I listened to Bisbing's book not long ago, and he said something that stuck with me. Uh, it takes a confident fighter to have a day off, which is hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's even it, like I, I'm not a confident fighter yet. Do you know what I mean? Like I remember being like, I need a day off. It's like the back of your head's just like, you need to train. You're gonna lose. It's that that Jocko <laughs> Willing voice just going, take tomorrow off. Like, <laughs> not today. Take tomorrow off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's true though it takes confidence to have a day off you know you've got to be confident in your abilities um, but in the end of the day it is what it is you, you're going to go in there you're going to train and you're going to fight you're going to go into my, my my boxing coach said something good to me right before the Who's fight this? Sorry. Cleary Ed, Edwin Cleary um, Leamington um, he said great great bomb that's really stuck with me Um you're going into the... F- I was a bit nervous. The last training session I had with him, I was a bit nervous. Don't know what it was. I think it was because it was the last training session and I was just a bit on edge. And he looked... He must have known. He never, like, tells you s- something. Like, you know, from what I've experienced anyway, he's never, like, told me, oh, you look nervous. He's he's kind of, like, beating around the bush, but, like, giving you a lesson in around saying it. So he was like, there's no point worrying about the fight because you're going to go and do it anyway. You're going to be in that cage so there's no point worrying. But it wasn't normally when I've said something like that, it's been like, you can't do anything about it. Don't worry. But this is you're doing it anyway. Why worry? And I was like, that just like clicked in my head. I was like, oh, yeah. Sometimes sometimes we we hear things like that at the right time that we need to hear. Them. Exactly. And uh, they just they just they stick. stick with us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I love that. That's probably going to stick with me. That's good. It's yeah. good. I liked it because it changed that because everyone says uh, you can't do anything about it. Don't worry. But this is my control. This is, I'm going in that cage. So why worry? I'm I'm going in. You know what I mean? If I worry about going in, it's going to make it worse. Do you feel in control right now? Right, right now? Well, I mean... No, I'm going to flip the table. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, generally with your training, but also walking into a fight. Yeah. Do you feel... Yeah, I did. Um, I felt... You know what? I, for, for this fight, I was just way too excited. I had some people say to me, oh, well, you're ner- you, you were nervous, weren't you? And I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't nervous. I was so excited. I got in there and there's screens as big as the wall, three of them behind me. It was like being in flipping Pride or something. You know what I mean? It was better for me. Better than Pride, you know what I mean? Apart from like fans, thousands of fans. It was awesome. And I'm coming out to one of my favourite songs. I'm running around the cage and I, all my mates are there. Everyone at Lions is there. And it was just insane. I was just like, this is the best thing that's ever happened, ever. <laughs> a lot of um, Olympic athletes say, when you say, oh, are you nervous? They say, no, I'm excited. Mm. Is that something you knew about? 
No. No, you'd never heard that Oh, before. what, like to spin it as it's excitement energy rather than nervous energy? Or, that or, or even that a lot of professional athletes think of it like that. Oh, I don't know. Have you ever heard that before? I've, mm, no. No? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's... That's good mentality then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was just super excited and I was just ready to go. I remember CJ getting in there. I wasn't going to say anything to him. And he's got in there and I was like, I just want to fight him head. I was like, let's go. And he like walked around and I was like, no touch. No touch. <laughs> you know, like he touched gloves in the middle. I was like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to war. <laughs> Did you speak to him afterwards though? Yeah, it was yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. We, we've like, we've we've had a few conversations. He's, he's a nice guy to be fair. Um, yeah. Um. You walked out to uh, My Town by Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Yeah. Feet, Joe Talbot. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of your favourite songs, yeah? Yeah, yeah it's big, a great song. Big Frank Carter fan? Yeah, 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 I love Frank Carter. Um, but that one's only just come out, so I've only just been listening to it for like three weeks by the time that I was like, fuck it, I'm having this. You so, didn't put too much thought into it. Nah, no, no point is there, really. It was good, bro. It was good. You know I, mean? I think you should stick with it. Yeah, I think I might. And, yeah. and if I ever like do really well at fighting... Am I getting the scoop? Mm, Huh? Am I getting the scoop? What do you mean? You were like, and? No, I'm saying if I ever do good at fighting, like if I ever go pro, and then maybe if at one point they're like, yo, Jack, get a band to play yeah. you out. I'm like, this could be insane. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm I think stick. every fighter wants that. That's the dream. Yeah. I think, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, there's a few bands that I'd love to, to play me out. Yeah, um, it'd be insane. Yeah, there was a plan at one point for um, James's pro debut to... Uh, to have um so so Callum whom you just met uh, mm-hmm. he uh he he used to he still does kind of play in a band with his brother mm-hmm. um in a band called Brass Hip Flask James is a fan of those mm-hmm. and uh they were going to play a cover of one of my songs cool uh like for his pro debut because they're Coventry boys right yeah 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 that'd have been cool yeah um that ended up falling through just because like logistics of it and mm-hmm. also it's his, only his pro debut like for yeah. him it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. For but us, it's a reality, big deal, but in reality, yeah, it's like yeah, he's yeah. just another fighter on the card. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Obviously now, yeah. because of how many tickets he sells, yeah. he might have a bit more... Making waves. Exactly. Making waves. I honestly haven't seen somebody dominate... Like... It, it was perfect. I'm not a MMA casual. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so... You know what I've, you're talking I've about. I've watched a lot of fights. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've watched UFC. I've watched all UFCs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've watched... I've got I've I've had my fight pass, you know what I mean? I've been on up at two in the morning just watching fights. I haven't I, I don't think I've seen somebody dominate in a professional fight like how James dominated no. um that night. It was And it wasn't even like a lucky one punch knockout. It was like no, he just killed led that fight. Guy. He killed Perfect. him. It was insane. <laughs> it was so good. Um it was power. It was it was scary, but it you know what? It was it made me more excited because I was like, I know what I've got to do. I know what I've got to do next time. Um, yeah, I think the four of you collectively inspired a lot of people at the gym. Yeah, I've, I've heard night. a lot of people say that's really yeah. cool. It's humbling. It's it's awesome to hear. Do you, do you think about sort of representing the gym and and also encourage like how your activity at the gym affects other people a lot? Yeah, more so now than ever. Like, yeah, before in a good way or a bad way? In a good way. You know what I mean? It's just exciting. It's exciting. Like, we're going Sunday. You going? Yes. It's going to be great. It's going to be good going to an interclub. So I'm not doing anything at it, but I'm just going to support. You know what I mean? going to help out. Um, I was very tempted. Uh, there was a space left. You could still go. Well, I'm, I'm really injured, so it'd be right. a really bad idea. But I really want to. <laughs> I really want to throw down with somebody just for a, just for a giggle. 
<laughs> do you um I don't know, what do you what's the end game MMA wise then? To be honest, I just want to fight as much as I can and train as often as I can. Like I just like training. So if I can just you know, like some guys are like chip like uh chippies or like bricklayers and that's what they do every day they'll wake up and go and do I just want to wake up and go to train do you know what I mean just that's it really I'm, I don't really mind what level I'm not that bothered um, I just like training and fighting so would you like to make a career out of it if you can yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely definitely. but I'm not no pressure no pressure like it's just it is what it is it'll happen if it'll happen I'm just going to enjoy it as soon as I don't enjoy it that's another good one my dad gave me this one he says as soon as you don't enjoy something stop do you know what I mean like why 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 do it if you're not enjoying it? I agree. So um lockdown had a big um effect on me. Um because I've known I've been able to work hard, like I was saying, and, and, and grit my teeth. Um and then lockdown stuff happened and it was like, right, let's do it. Let's not mess about anymore, let's let's go for it. Like the tattoos. It's like I've been umming and iron about bloody tattoos since I was what age, what age are you allowed them? 17? 18? 18. I think 16 with... 16 with parental, yeah. Concern. I was like, yeah, I'll get a tattoo, get a tattoo. For years. And I'm 24 now. And I've only just started getting them. So, but it took, it took that to get to here. Do you know what I mean? So without all of that stuff, I wouldn't be who I'm going to be now. And What was it about lockdown? Uh, a lot of stuff happened in my family. Um, and then my nan passed away. But it wasn't so much, that sounds bad, it wasn't, wasn't that she passed away that affected me. There was a few things around that that really got me, to be honest. Um, couldn't see her because of COVID, which annoyed the hell out of me. Um, and I, t- I tell you, I'm gonna... day before she passed away, I tried calling her and she was calling everybody else and she tried calling me. And I called her about four or five times and didn't get through. And the next day, the first thing I was going to do was call her. And my dad walked in and said, oh, your nan's died. And I was like, oh, bugger. <laughs> so I just went out of the house and just ran. I just kept running and running. And uh, I didn't run very far because it turns out crying while running, don't go. Difficult, uh, right? It's very hard. You're not breathing while you cry. <laughs> so, yeah, that was heavy. That was tough. That was, And that, that also ingrained in me that you've got to keep going. You can't stop. Just because I called twice, I shouldn't have stopped. should have kept going. Um, but it will be what it will be. I had nothing to say to her. It would have just been nice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think I think a lot of people have stories like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like life isn't perfect like that though. Exactly. We all we all have things that go on and they all happen for a reason. So yeah. It is what it is. Um. Back to the jujitsu. Mm. Got you you uh Blue Belt. Blue belt. Mm-hmm. Making fools. What do you think about that? What do I think about Blue Belt? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's nice. What, what does it mean to you? It's cushy. Cushy. Uh, you know what? It took a lot of freaking hard work to get that Blue Belt. It was freaking hard. Um, because of my inconsistencies at times, I'm sure James wasn't too pleased with me on the odd occasion. Um, that was probably the main driving factor that I didn't have it. Um, and, and, and you know what? He taught me a lesson. Be consistent, Jack. We know you can work hard and get it. Do you know what I mean? So it took that lesson to be learned to get it, and I'm grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I love it. It's great. I think one of the coolest thing about things about you getting your blue belt 
was, um, and I know it pissed you off at the time, but you didn't get it when Braulio was here. Mm. You didn't get it at the seminar, which is traditionally where... Yeah, I'm not going to lie, that stung. Out. That was like a big kick in the bollocks, but it, it is what it is. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm, not, I'm blaming myself, do you know what I mean, for not working hard enough at certain points. I think um, I'm not, you know, myself included, I'm not disrespecting anyone who gets a belt um, when the seminar comes around mm. because at the end of the day they're not getting the, be the belt because there's a seminar they're getting a belt because they've earned it and yeah. the seminar is a nice time to get it yeah but the fact that you didn't get it then and got it what a month or two later yeah I think it was a month later a month later mm. do you know I think so to me that tells me that that you you definitely earned it yeah I think I earned it I mean yeah, yeah. yeah for, definitely I mean I've yeah, rolled yeah. with you for sure yeah yeah um, I wasn't very nice then, to be honest. I was angry that I didn't get it. <laughs> so I was on a manhunt. <laughs> maybe, maybe that could have been the thing. It could have been the thing that you, you know what? I'm too nice sometimes in training, and you roll like a jujitsu player. Yeah, and I'm not. <laughs> I mean, no, but I've got a thick head, and I'm I'm more of a brawly type of person. So I think I need to tap into that more. Um, when it comes to my jiu-jitsu, to be honest. It was, it was funny rolling with Alicia for um, basically the, the entirety of lockdown or, or whenever mm -hmm. she could due to in injuries. You know, um, being in the gym, rolling hard with her, um, and then going back to rolling with people like yourself. Mm. And I remember I had one particular role with you. Um, I'll, t I'll tell this story um, very briefly. Uh, and you were just fly rolling, you were just chilling like nothing too hard there's and a time and a place in it. there is a time and a place absolutely and it's it's weird because most mma guys they just fucking mm. they just and i'm not even going to say they don't get jujitsu i think jujitsu a lot of jujitsu players don't get hard rolling sometimes mm. Mm. um but you, you roll with an mma guy mm. and uh they just want to fucking kill, kill, kill. kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you I've didn't do that. that. I've been that person as well, but... I'm sure... Oh, I, I don't doubt that you can. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was weird rolling with you and I was... You know, not having rolled with anyone except Alicia for a, a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And you go back to it and you're like, oh, this is what jiu-jitsu feels like. Yeah, this is yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I I, uh, <laughs> I got drunk that night and texted you like, thank you so much for the lovely <laughs> roll. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, saw yeah. Alicia at training at Rowan the, the next day and uh, we're just like, yeah, that about <laughs> no it's um when do you feel is the appropriate time for hard rolling i always go on what the other person's giving which i think sometimes isn't i don't know if that's the right way it's not very i'm not very i, I don't know if i come across selfish but i try not to be so when it comes to any sort of sparring or anything i never try and put it on anybody um I'll go at their pace. I'll always match somebody else. If some somebody wants to take it up a bit, I'll take it up a bit. If if they're not, then I'll I'll happily cruise. Um, because I don't want to be a dick. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to be that guy. Um, it's like you see some guys rolling with women, and it's like, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? They're in like full mount, and they're like pressing their chest. It's like yeah, or or they're just being idiots. It's like nobody's learning anything when you when you. When you're fighting somebody, you're not, you're not learning. I I always like to say, always like to think of things in in like whether it's sparring as well, like striking, sparring, drilling is making a blade, sparring sharpening it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not learning anything when I'm sparring. 
I'm just getting more proficient at what I can do already. So when you're rolling with somebody that's, I don't know, not very good, it's good to practice what you know on them, but also you've got to give them some range, you know what I mean? They've got to develop as well. You've got to develop together and grow together. So there's no point blasting them and just being like, yeah, I'm better than you, you know what I mean? Putting it on them or, or vice versa in any situation. I've rolled with guys that have just killed me. Um, I remember when I came back to the gym once, um, I used to spar with somebody in boxing and he, we used to, we used to do both classes. I'm not going to name the name. He probably knows. Um, we'd do boxing together and then we'd do jiu-jitsu. I'd beat him in boxing, he'd beat me in jiu-jitsu. I know who you're talking about. And then at one point, I think I had enough of him <laughs> and I beat him in boxing, like I put it on him. And then I had a few, I might have been a year off training, maybe a bit less, I don't know. And I came back and this person had levelled up big time in their jiu-jitsu and I was tapped every, I'm not even kidding, 10 seconds. I was tapped every 10 seconds. It was horrible. It was really nasty, but it was needed. You I, know had, I, mean? I had so, a similar experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I didn't learn anything. <laughs> so, but I'm sure he had fun doing it. But it's give and take, isn't it, in jiu-jitsu? You can't be a dickhead. No one's going to want to roll with you. I think it, just the culture of a gym altogether has to be give and take. Yeah. I was talking with Garon about mm. about this the other day. Mm. Like some days you're going to have days where you win win some days you can have days where you lose yeah and, and it's um, okay it, yeah it's okay to have them bad days i have bad days all the time and they're not i don't i wouldn't even say that those are necessarily bad i mean it feels like no, they are at the yeah, time yeah, and yeah, it yeah. can feel like what am i doing here mm. i don't want to do this anymore whatever mm. but um you come back stronger a lot of the time yeah from those you've got to have the bad days yeah you know what I mean? bad days like you said are good bad days are good but they're not good there's a guy um he's a he's a purple belt at our gym he's recently come back um without naming, naming any names. I used to roll with him when I was a white belt. We used to go in in the mornings, roll with him, and he was just about to get his purple belt, mm -hmm. blue belt at the time. And um, he's not necessarily a competitor, but he has he has competed before. Um, he's an older guy. And uh, he's just one of those sort of dangly, like, you know, mm -hmm. l limbs, like yep. not necessarily too flexible, but just very, very long, yep. very just weird movement. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't, you know... I didn't used to be able to, to do anything. He mm. would just triangle me. He would, mm. you know, arm do what he, me. he would, he would do what he, he, he wanted. Um, but you know, his main thing was working from guard. And if you could get past his guard, then it's like, okay, he's going to hustle. He's going to move, mm. but, um, you're at least in a better position. Uh, he came back a few weeks ago, you know, he's still got his purple belt and I'm not going to pretend like he was, uh, he's necessarily as good you know, obviously, when you just come back, it takes a minute to, to get used to mm -hmm. the sort of rhythm of things. Mm -hmm. But um, my goal was to pass his guard and not let him triangle me. Yeah. Guy couldn't touch me. Like, I'm sure if we roll free rolling, he would have something weird mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. But um, it's that, you know, he, you know, years ago, and it was years ago, when you think about how long the pandemic has lasted, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, triangle, 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 armbar, triangle, triangle, etc. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would start playing leg locks with him and he would just ankle lock me you know all day every day and and the fact that i was able to to get one up on him you know after all this time it just kind of shows that those weren't wasted hours mm. like you know what to look out for mm -hmm. um do you obviously there is a contrast between jujitsu training striking training and then mma training and mma training looks very different from from the other two mm. because of the the different aspects of being in a fight so much going on 
how do you feel the culture of training MMA is different from training Depends where you are. Depends where you are, you know what I mean? Like, I've been in situations where I haven't wanted to spar with certain people and it's been like, oh, God, this is going to be horrible. Um, but training at Ronin in Birmingham was was a dream. Do you know what I mean? These guys are good guys out there. And um, the sparring was great. It was great fun. It was almost like... It was almost like... Well, like we did, like, 10 five-minute rounds. Do you know what I mean? It's like... It was that's Max Holloway shit. Yeah, 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 for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, um, yeah, like, but none of it was like trying to take each other's head off, though someone did cut me, and it was James. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen videos of James at Ronan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't no. You've you've heard the bad bits. Do you know, it's great sparring there. It's really good because the guys are good. They know what they're doing. They're really clever. Joe Silk is really really good to spar with because he's such a high level but he lets you try stuff he lets you play around a bit and but then you can also tell this guy can kill me any yeah. second yeah, I th- <laughs> and, I th- and even James sh- James yeah. is like that you know what I mean it, he'll he'll let you do stuff and he'll let you try things um, and but then he'll also kill you um. <laughs> it's funny how you realise you realise how one dimensional your game is when you when you spar I've obviously I haven't sparred with Silk but um sparred with James before yeah, yeah. and uh, it's like whether he's been watching you or not he knows the style that you're going for he knows yeah, what your scary. options are mm. um, and he's he's just going to put pressure on you yeah. and you're not going to get anywhere with it but um, it's it's good I remember watching James and he was switching in he was he was in he was he, he was he was he had a round in the middle and two guys was alternating on him and uh he was just he just wouldn't stop and he would stand in punch range but for some reason they couldn't hit him but it wasn't like he was slipping and rolling out of all these punches it was just this f- presence that he would bring and this uh pressure that he was building he's so calm yeah that's the yeah, scary yeah. part uh, uh yeah it's interesting and he, I, he was telling me that he thinks that holding pads has helped that a lot like reading the other person and I can see him as he's watching people he's analysing everything I don't even know if he realises he's doing it do you know what I mean because he's always doing it he's you very I mean? uh, he's very cerebral mm. he likes to think about this sort of stuff mm. a lot mm. you know and, and as, he, as he said last week he's testing stuff out for us mm. Um, mm. I think he does realise but I also think that he's been in every position enough times over his 10 years of training to to know that he can stay calm to know that yeah. he can deal with it yeah yeah you know but what what i mean is like he's not looking at you going oh here comes the straight he's just kind of reacting but he's showing the offense already mm. like he's showing the feints already whereas if i see somebody trying to set something up or maybe i'll faint somewhere else do you know what i mean because i know they're going to do that but he's already doing it as he's watching it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's like he's calculating as he's doing it. It's without, that yeah. pressure counterfighter style mm. that he has. Mm. Um, like he's always working, even though he might not look like he is, he's always working, but he's also reading you. It's a very difficult, but very effective style to use. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you see, uh, who was the, the girl who fought this week um, oh, yeah, against I mean, Macy? Uh, Barber. Yeah, is it Barber? Who, who, yeah, who was her opponent? Okay. Do you know? I I need to find out. Uh, I think the other girl won. Yes, she did. Yeah. Um, Southpaw. UFC Fight Night. It was. 
Oh, that's not helpful. No. That's not helpful at all. No, no more fights. fights. There we go. Uh, Miranda Maverick. Oh, no. Macy. Oh, it was a steal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a wrong decision. Miranda Maverick, she had that, even though she was Southpaw, which is weird because you mm. don't see a lot of Southpaw pressure counterfighters. Do you know? She, I don't think so. Hmm. I never thought of that. I'm Southpaw. Yeah. Maybe I have to readjust what I'm doing. It's a really good style because <laughs> the Southpaw fucks you up to start yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then you've got, and then you've got someone who's just putting it on you and waiting mm. for you to react. Mm. You know what? I can see, I feel like I'm this close to clicking do you know what I mean like even even before this fight I felt like things were getting there like obviously I was very well prepared um, but I feel like I'm on just the edge of being able to do what James does <laughs> not obviously not as good as him but what him Melissa Christoph have all been doing so well I feel like I'm on the cusp of finding my little click you know what I mean like yeah. it's going to click into gear in a sec at the moment it's kind of bouncing in and out it, like every now and then it'll be in like when I knocked CJ down in the last round, that it was in, it was in gear then. I but think that's just cage time. I honestly, I think yeah, that's I think experience. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I've seen you spar, mm. you know, in in everything, and you look confident. Mm. And I'm not saying you didn't look confident in the cage. You look very, very confident in the mm. cage. But in terms of taking that and putting it in a high pressure situation against mm. someone that you've never fought before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um. You, you literally, I know people talk about making, like playing their own game. Mm. You have to work out how it is that you're going to set traps so that you can play your own game. And yeah. it is that, it's, it's, you have to know what the moves are that you need to do to get them to react the way that you need them to react to set yeah. those shots up. Right? Yeah. I was, I was rushing in, in my fight. I was, I was like, I was, I was too excited. I was literally too excited. I was rushing in trying to get my left hand to land. Um, cause the, the punch before. The punch before I drop him um, was the laziest punch I've ever seen. I like throw my straight and I'm like, oh, I didn't land. And then I like pull it back really slow and then I'm like, right, now throw it properly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you're southpaw. Are you left-handed? Mm -hmm. When, yes. oh, obviously this is going back a long time. Um, but I remember consciously sort of not deciding, but just choosing orthodox as my right. like primary stance although you know melissa's tested it mm -hmm. um while my technical skills aren't good in southpaw aren't as good as in southpaw especially mm -hmm. against another southpaw mm -hmm. um i my power transfers very well to southpaw and i'm, yeah. I'm left-handed yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um but because just i think out of ease because mm -hmm. it's easier to pad if you're an orthodox fighter yeah. uh, it's easier to pad an orthodox fighter yeah. i think i chose to do everything in orthodox and practice okay. in southpaw yeah do you remember the deci the decision? Obviously, not having any fighting experience, day one going in and mm, no, no, no. Always wanted to be southpaw and stay true to my lefty ways. Um, but also, I banged up my left knee pretty bad in rugby, so I was like, "This is good that it's going to be back." Mm. That was always on my mind because I've I've always worried. About, like, I remember doing jujitsu at the start. I couldn't even put my knee down on the mat. Oh, so you wrestle you wrestle in southpaw as well? No. No? I wrestle all over the place. I have I don't know what I wrestle. Because traditionally... I, I really struggle doing blast doubles in drilling. Okay. Or I can do a blast double, like, straight up. But I'll have to, like, go, oh, what am I doing? Okay, I'm doing it. But if I'm, like, blast double, boom, I can do it straight away without thinking. Mm. Um, but I can't... You, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you which way I stand. So so you're pretty confident wrestling-wise in both, like, yeah. You know, yeah, in, yeah, a, yeah. in any position. Yeah. How confident are you in orthodox as a striker? 
Yeah, pretty confident. Pretty to be confident. Fair. Yeah, because I switch. Dis- I dislocated my shoulder uh, last Christmas, just before last Christmas. So dislocated my shoulder, my right shoulder. So I started doing a lot of I'm kicking the mic. I started doing a lot of uh, orthodox from then, and then going to Cleary's. We he's got a really good system uh, where you literally you do everything in the other stance. So Dre was teaching this the other day. I, I think I did really it good. automatically, like because I wanted to be able to work in both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is handy. Like, I switched a lot in the fight. Um, I wanted to land the big right leg kick, which I did. Um, I probably should have played around a bit more with the striking, but like I said, I was too excited and I wanted to land my left, um, my left straight overhand, whatever my funky weird one. Because um, it's not quite—I don't know what it is. It's not an overhand, but it's not a straight. It kind of like arches. It's, uh, it's almost, like a bit almost, of both. almost a euro. A what? A euro. It's a M- M- so it's a it's a hook, but you you don't land it like that. Mm. You don't land it uh, elbow up. It's like so. a straight. Yeah. 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 That makes um, sense. It's how normally Jimmy teaches it because obviously with the MMA gloves, um, not that uh, traditional hooks wrong. You see a lot of traditional hooks in in MMA, Mm. but um, you know, the MMA gloves offer less protection. Whereas if you go uh, fist over Mm. or or palm down, um, not only do you get more range on it, but Mm. you get, you get the knuckles and it's, it's, uh, it sort of protects your fingers. It makes sense. Um, It's funny when I landed that and then I watched it after. Was that um, the the shot that sat him down? Yeah. Yeah. Um, He told me he was out. He told me he was out, and then when his bum hit the floor, he woke up, mm. which was quite. I was like, "Oh, okay." A big man to say that, you know what I mean? In, yeah, right. Respect, know, fair, respect fair to, to CJ. Um, but uh, when I watched it after, it's pretty much identical to the the kickboxing knockdown I had. Pretty much, bang on. Yeah, the actually, same place. thinking about it, mm. as I say, I watched that kickboxing fight today. Um, yeah, you're right. Almost. So, identical. so there's your there's your your shot. There's the, you there's the money shot. But then again, now you need to work out. Because people are going to notice that watching you. Well, he said fights. he said after he said I seen the YouTube video of, of your last one, and you could t- I could tell, um, and even watching it back, he's backing up a lot. He didn't want to he didn't want to strike. He didn't want to strike until the last round, and that's when I caught him. Um, he didn't want to strike. He could tell his game plan was to grapple. Um, first round, uh, he tried to take me down three times. Um, didn't really engage in any striking. I landed a few strikes. I think he got a jab, which actually opened up my eye. <laughs> opened up the cut on my eye which James gave me about a month prior to the fight thanks James um, <laughs> shout out to the Lionheart yeah. I had a really it was a really weird camp because right before the camp dislocated my shoulder so I was being an idiot I deadlifted 210 kilos and then one of my closest friends was like oh come down and box and I was like yeah alright bearing in mind this guy's oh, I don't know he's lost a lot of weight lately He's he was 20 odd stone so this is a big dude, and I was going to f- spar another heavyweight. It was right as the as um, right as gyms were going to close again because of lockdown. Uh, so it was the day before. So I was like, "Yeah, go on then." You know, but I just deadlifted. You know, I'm de- I'm definitely bragging as well. It two hundred and ten kilos. Oh wow! Yeah, it was a good it was a good pull. Um, shout out to Silverback Strength. That was good. Shout out to Chad. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so it was a good pull, and then obviously went to sparring, and my shoulder just kind of fell out. It wasn't nothing major. I just jabbed, and it just went pop, and I was like, "Oh god!" Ooh. And I just went like that. I like did that like two or three times, and it just pop clunk back in. Couldn't move my shoulder for like I could move it, but it would hurt. like I had to keep it in the sling for like two weeks, and then slowly started rehabbing it. Still ain't right now, like I said, paintballing. Um, and then as I got the fight, the day I got the fight. 
and I was told, CJ, I popped my rib. Oh, so the rib was a previous injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other side. Yeah. Oh. So I think, because so, I never got hit there in the fight. I never oh. got hit in the rib. I've watched it. I've been like trying to figure out what it was. I don't know. So I don't know if it's like a stretch, uh, stress fracture or something. I don't know. But in training in Ronin, um, Will, who's really good, Will, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but Will <laughs> at Ronin. He's really good. And uh, Yeah, Will at Ronin. No, I'm going to get him up because he's Shout really good. Shout out to Will at Ronin. I think he's just gone 10-0 as an amateur. That's a fucking good record. Yeah, he's he's shit hot, man. Uh, Haycox. Will Haycox. Yeah, he's a sound guy. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Will Haycox. Um, but I had him in a body lock and we were like in a scramble and he like flung over me weird and I was like on the floor. I was like, oh God, that was not right. And then as I sat up, I felt my ab like pop over something. And then when I went, when I straightened, straightened back up, it popped again. And I was like, oh God. So I went straight to the hospital. Oh my God. I went straight to the hospital. <laughs> I went straight to the hospital and they, they were like, oh, we can't do anything. And I was like, oh, great. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Um, yeah. And then obviously recovered from that. Um, I was training all the time though. I didn't stop training. I kept going because I was like, I got one arm, as James likes to say, God gave you two for a reason. So I was... Uh, it's one of his wiser quotes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was just hitting it with the with my left hand. Um, and then a month out, it might have been three weeks out, split my eyelid open. So it, it started in like the corner of my eye and it came up, up to the top of my eyelid. Um, they couldn't stitch it. So they put a bit of glue down and then I had some cream that I kept putting in it and it was like a, yeah, it seemed to clean up quite well. But then I sparred Garan two weeks after. So we're talking to, it was about two, a week or two out. I had a head guard on because I was like, I'm not making that mistake again. And it went a little bit red in the corner. So it was weak still. The skin was weak. First punch in the fight opened straight up. I was like, for crying out loud. But yeah, so first round tried to take me down. Couldn't get me down. Second round, um, I was way too overzealous with my striking and I ran into takedowns. Uh, he lands three good takedowns. Um, but then I pick him up, slam him, and I landed some, some, some good ground and pound. And before talking about the third round, all, all respect to CJ, you know what I mean? Like In the end of the day, it's, it's it his win. It was a win. really good fight. It's his win, and it was a close fight. I, d I personally don't believe that he won. I think I won. Um, I landed more damage. I landed more strikes. Yeah, he got the takedowns and that, but I don't think he did much with them. Um, yeah, I, I have to give one and three to you. I don't, I'd almost give two to me. After yeah, watching no, it. No, watching again, it live, I gave two to you. Because um, I pick him up, slam him, and then I land some... The, the best ground and pound I land is in that round. Um, yep. But it, it's right at the end of the round, so it, it was mm. almost like blurred into the third round. This um, is why I hate rounds in MMA. Yeah, it seems a bit silly, doesn't it? But... Um, yeah, because I would have been up. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would have been good. You would have won the fight. I would have liked that. I mean, I mean, but I mean that—that's the story of yeah most MMA uh, fights. But then yeah. the third round, look, look. Even if even if CJ won one and two, they weren't. No way would they have been a ten eight. Either of them, no way. It was too close. So let's say we're giving him both ten nines. Both of them are ten nines. Last round's ten eight. It has to be to me. It has to be. I drop him, and on top of him, I dominated him for that round. Hmm. Um, that's a draw. At, at the least yeah I think so so I don't know what they were watching but no one spoke to me after they were all nice to me before but um, 
none of the fight promoters or that said anything to me. Didn't say well done, nothing. Not that I'm that bothered, but it was just like, oh, all right, guys, <laughs> whatever. Well, I mean, if if they're not interested, there are plenty of other promoters. Aren't yeah. They? You know? yeah, I exactly. mean, not so, you know, shout outs to Golden Ticket for putting that. Those, yeah, it was a great event. Anyway. It was I'm, really I'm a big good. fan of their, their shows. Look, um, it was the best and worst night of my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I went to the hospital. I lost my fight, but I had a great fight and I got to see my friends absolutely kill it. And I got to see everybody support me and support the team. It was amazing. I've never felt closer to people. Even, even yeah, rugby, you know, you play rugby, you know, it's it's close. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a tight-knit family. Yeah. I ain't felt nothing tighter than this. You know what I mean? It was, it was good, strong. No. Um, it's why I took the time to really appreciate hanging out with everyone this past weekend for Melissa's birthday. Um, it's family, you know. Mm, you know sure. that 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 word is thrown around quite a lot, you know, in, in groups of people. But you know, you and I have both been here at least five years. Mm. It there it really feels like that mm, a lot of the time. Yeah. Everyone knows everyone, and I'm I'm so um, excited for them. I'm and, almost more excited for them. Do you know than what? Me. Especially this year, coming back, especially after that those four fights, mm. the kids. Academy, mm. the women's uh, fighters, mm. and and now the guys, myself included, who may have taken a bit of a a, a step back from from competition. Mm -hmm. Everyone want everyone wants it. Everyone wants it. Yeah, it's good. Everyone's hungry. I'm I'm excited to see what everyone's gonna. I'm I'm so excited to see James is uh, unreal. Got, Melissa's killing it. She's you've got great coaches it. at, at um, Lions as well. You've got Amrix has started oh, coaching. You've Amrix. got Garan is coaching. You've yeah. got. You know, Dean's back, Dre's back, mm. um, yeah. Muckin, great, great coach, great pad man. You like it's such a such a, a, a great squad. Mm. Um, who are your other coaches at the minute? Do, where do you where else do you train? So, just Leamington and, and Ronin, um, Edwin Cleary. Um, it's really good out there. They've got some really good fighters, boxing purely. Um, yeah, it's good. But I haven't been there on the nights, but I just go for the one-on-ones with Edwin. That's good. And then up to Ronin. Um, I'd like to go to Hardy Waller. That's what I'd like to do. That's That looks fun. That looks really good. Um, looks like there's some really good guys there. And they were in my dressing room. Dressing room? Yeah, it's a dressing room, yeah. isn't it? Backstage. Locker room. Locker room. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they were in there. They were funny. They were really funny. So I think I could get along with them guys. That would be cool. Um, but yeah. It's all good. You uh, when are you back full time? Hopefully next week. Next week, <laughs> I don't think so. But you keep saying that yeah. next week, man. Next. Well, week. I was hoping this week, but I've been a bit busy with work, so that's fair. Um, and then the shoulders playing up, but I'm pretty sure the shoulder's going to be all right. It's just a bit stiff, and then the ankle's still a bit stiff, but everything's manageable. I did jujitsu last week, and it was okay. I just didn't roll like full on, so I'm just going to slowly start increasing the intensity mm. of training. Um, no days off no days off never you didn't do a single day off last year mm -mm. no no that that's that stemmed from my nan and that you know what i mean and um shit going on with the family and friends um just just kept going man just i made a new friend um during lockdown and we used to go running and we'd run like every day it was ridiculous like we, at one point i think we did like 50 miles in a week which is like could we do in like marathon training or something? See, what's interesting to me is um, you, you know, <laughs> there's a funny quote on the, the video that Russell uh, 
post and I think it's the title of the video is I am inevitable mm. obviously that that came off the cuff of whatever else you were saying um, as we a, were talking a, about Marvel exactly. and Thanos and yeah, 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 yeah yeah it's a Thanos quote um, there there are a lot of good quotes from that that video you talk <laughs> about not being you know if you don't train like you go a bit a bit mad mm. I can definitely appreciate that yeah definitely um, but at the same time one of the other quotes that came out of that was I know I've got it in me to be good at something mm. you are one of the most confident humble people mm. that I know I like that that's what I'm going for yeah. that's good I'm, I'm happy to hear that <laughs> but also I've seen you in environments you know where you you don't seem so confident examples um, for example I'm happy to edit this out uh, I, 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 I tutored you in maths last year yes yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were very, very good at it. Yeah. Um, you worked very hard at it. Mm. But you didn't seem confident at all. No. No, no. No, I hate maths. <laughs> well, no, that's that's fair. But um, I was starting to enjoy it, though. I really was. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, I don't know. How do you... Is it a struggle for you to balance, like, being humble and being, being confident? You know what? Because it's just an act. It's just an act. It's just an act. You just got to act it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that confident. I'm not that confident. I'm more, like I was saying with the sparring, I won't go in there gunning for somebody like I'm the man, confidence-wise. I'll have to be like, I'll weigh your levels. Okay, now I'll go. Do you know what I mean? So I've, I've, got, to be in a, I've got to be comfortable uh, to be confident, which sounds really daft, um, because I guess that's part of being confident, isn't it? In an uncomfortable situation, you mm. can still be confident. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, Maybe edit that bit out. <laughs> it, no, but it is it is an act in a way, because uh, obviously it's me, it's who I am. But sometimes I'm I'm at, I'm at a situation where it's social, and I'll be like, "Don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything." It's like just say it. You know what I mean? And you're like, "Okay, this," and everyone's like laughing, or you know, it's like, "Ah, okay, I can say it." <laughs> Do you know there are any moments where it's the opposite, where it's like you don't say it, don't say it, and then you say it, and it just doesn't go down well. Yeah, yeah, yeah like exactly that that sort of social it's anxiety. Sort of thing. It's, it's but balanced. then again, you're a very sociable person. It's balanced. You're a man of opposites. Yeah, I'm sociable. I'm an unsociable. I'm a social unsociable. I can be social when I want to be. Um, Clip that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's how I am. Like. One of my mate, one of my mates knows that I don't like going out. I don't, I don't really like people that much, just because some people are annoying. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like people I like. Yeah. If I don't like you, you know about it. I don't think you would have seen me around somebody I don't like because I like no, I everyone at the so. gym. It's very obvious. Or if I've met somebody for the first I've time, I've been told that I can be very um, off. Until I know them, I've been very. I've been told that about yeah. myself. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like a defense mechanism, to like I've got to know these aren't threatening or they're not going to be an absolute dick. You know, like when you're younger, you say something like, "It is a good one. This is actual true." I used to do press ups when before when I was like little chubby kid. I'd do press ups before bed, and I had a fat mate, and my mate was like, "Oh, you look like you've lost weight," and I says, "Yeah, I have. I've been doing press ups every night." I've been doing 20 press-ups every night. I'm the man. And he says, oh, nice, man. Yeah, that's good. And this twat walks up and goes, oh, you've still got man boobs, though, don't you? So I think doing being like that as younger has made me be older, be like, don't say Just stuff until you know a bit what more they're thoughtful. like. Yeah. I think everyone gets like yeah. that to an extent. But so um, that was just one that sticks in my mind. 
Kurt Brindley. I'll put it on you now. Come on. He bullied me at school, so I'll put it on him. Come on. Not that he'll hear this. No, for sure. No. <laughs> you never know. People but could go I d- back I when did, you're a I famous d- fighter. Maybe. I did have this guy at school. He won't hear this. His name was Pavan. And uh, he bullied me at school. And um, not like majorly. He wasn't like a big time bully, but he wasn't very nice. And uh, I keep trying to add him on Facebook now because, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm the man years. now. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, come on, talk to me now. Talk to me now. Where are you at? <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Pavan. That's my next fight. Let's do it. <laughs> so uh October 13th at the uh, Tesco car park. He doesn't um, even know it yet. <laughs> um so where can sure you find nice you on, on social? Um so I found your Twitter by the way. Oh god. Yeah. Oh god. I'm not going to send people there. No, I do not. What um, are my tweets? There was some business stuff for a while. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's mostly about rugby. Is it fair? Right, okay. Um yeah, but Instagram at Jack Bainan. Yeah, that's, that's a good hand. Like most people don't get that. I was early on on the Insta. You're an early adopter. Yeah, yeah. I loved Instagram. I love Instagram. It's good. It's good. It's. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't it's... like words. <laughs> I like pictures. Good bit uh, simple. It's a good thing I chose you to do a podcast with. Then, <laughs> um, anything else you need to you need to shout out? Any projects that you're working on, or any mm. coaches, or any fights you got coming up? I want to go to EMMA. EMMA. That's what I want to do in okay. October. Yeah, my you, you had it here. at the Arnold Classic Show. Oh, yeah. At the NEC. That's what I've signed up. That's what I really want to do. That's free fights, hopefully, if you win, I guess. Yeah. Um, if not, I want to go on the card that James is on or whatever. Anything, anything. I just want to go. It's a golden ticket, right? Yeah, yeah. Golden ticket. I've just slashed them. No, I haven't. But you weren't very nice to me. I think not this one. I wouldn't think about it too. Clip it. Busy night, wasn't it? Clip it and put sad music on. Jack um, felt upset. <laughs> yeah, busy night. Um, Jack, you are one of my absolute favourite people to talk to. Oh. I've had a blast recording this. I um, wish I could say this. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just like to leave you with this. Your post today oh, yeah. on Instagram. Do you know which number post that was? Uh, no. Number 69. Oh, nice. Jack, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate <laughs> thank it. Thank you. Um, look forward to having you on again. It's cool, man. All right. Cheers.